This is AnimeCons TV, where your source for reports and discussions on anime conventions as well as other fan conventions. My name is Doug Wilder. Each month, AnimeCons TV dedicates an epi entire episode to responding to your questions and comments. We've got a lot this month, so let's start off with uh, some email. We got an email from Don who wrote, I stumbled on your website while researching a particular weekend's con activity in 2018. I'm surprised to see your guest biographies and especially your list of people who have been guests at more than 50 conventions. So, who compiles that information for you? How do you decide whom to put feature in that 50 plus club? Actually, Don, it's all automatic. Uh, as long as we have the data of who gone, uh, has gone to more than 50 cons and that's just uh, collecting the information that's usually sent to us or presented by a con's website, it's automatically generated. We don't like really moderate it. We just have our data collected and it does, pops up automatically. It's not like a special status that we grant everyone. If you, we can track the data, it's there. On Twitter, Ashley E. Thomas wrote, Wow, I was like a triple threat on EnemyCons TV's general feedback episode. Hashtag LOL. Yes, my username is hard to say, so Ashley is fine. Well, Ashley, we're glad that you got uh, some feedback in. In response to a tweet hoping that we hit 1,000 YouTube subscribers, Bleak asks, Is this to meet YouTube's stupid new monetization rules? You know, you can buy subs for not that much money, right? Well, kind of, but we'd really just like to hit 1,000 honest subscribers. We don't monetize our YouTube videos anyway, and we're not going to do something deceitful like buying subscribers. We'd rather have just a thousand genuine people who are interested in following our podcast. So if you have a friend that you think would like us, send them our way and tell them to subscribe. In response to Shannon's episode on sexual harassment at conventions, Erica Freeman tweeted at us, Good video. The links she provides are good, and anime cons really need to roll up their sleeves and do this, especially the training staff part. In all my years of working at anime conventions, that was the weakest link. Volunteer X often has no idea what to do or how to respond. That's why I wrote this. Um, we'll put a little link to her video right there, uh, her article right there, and it'll be in the show notes. Um, also, Boycott Anime Matsuri, wow, I think they have some opinions, said, heck yes, snubs, we can think of at least one con that needs to watch this video very carefully. Uh, on YouTube, Trey Dor uh, Dorn wrote, I'm always surprised when cons don't have codified policies. Like, this is stuff that should be on the books from day zero. All the cons I've worked from day one, going back to the 90s, have had th this stuff written down and publicly available. Also, I know this has nothing to do with anything, but the Nerd and Tie Legal Fund is in dire need right now. Uh, they're just at uh, gofund.me slash nerdandtie. So, there they just got a plug for their legal fund. Um, and then, Ashito uh, Maris, Marisu, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, wrote, the convention I went to before going on hiatus did not have a code of conduct, from what I recall. I'm hoping they would include one once they return, or remind them what a convention does when they come back. So yeah, a lot of people like that. Uh, Joe James Cat wrote, uh, Well done, Patrick and Shannon. I've always stood for go, uh, giving, a vic giving the victims a voice. Glad the idea of codes of conduct is taking root. Thank you, good podcast. Uh, and then <laughs> finally, Shigate uh, Media responded to last month's feedback episode. I bet one of you is going to read this for February's feedback app. Uh, but thanks for reading my comment. Haha. <laughs> well, there you go. We read your comment. 
and he got a good laugh out of me. So, moving on, Sparrow779 responded to Elizabeth's list of four things cons can improve. This made me think of a question that I wanted to ask. A con near me does pretty well, except for, it seems, the awareness of those who have disabilities. Like, I go with a friend who uses a wheelchair, and panel rooms aren't always laid out in a way that's accessible for him. So we have to move chairs, etc. out of the way. Staff have also incorrectly assumed that we're his handlers and given us the special needs stickers to hop, uh, to line hop with him. On one hand, that's awesome because we get to sit with our friend, but it's also upsetting that they just assume he needs us to help him. We put this feedback out there every year, but it seems that seems to be one area they struggle to improve in. That's really disappointing because I think providing that feedback is really important to the convention. As far as giving you guys the stickers, part of me wants to say, you know, just take it because it's a, a nice little bonus and you get to spend time with your friend but if you guys really don't want it i just tell the uh, con staff or whoever you know thanks but no thanks you know we don't need it and i think more than anything they'll appreciate you being honest because a lot of people sometimes look for ways to kind of cheat the system and the fact that you are willing to say you know thanks but no thanks i think is very very kind of you <laughs> But again, if you want to just, you know, kind of take that as a win, that's your call. And your friend, you know, if your friend wants to be able to hang out with you, that's fine too. As far as things like seats and stuff, this is something we, a lot of cons are still forgetting when they do layouts. Um, and I would actually kind of put this on more direct feedback is say specifically in your feedback, that when whoever sends out uh, the room layouts to the convention center from the convention staff, tell them they need to make a cutout section, maybe even with the right kind of tape, because every kind of uh, convention center has different rules on what can be taped to the floor, but tape out a section of the floor where they don't put chairs to fit uh, things like wheelchairs. Um, I'm on staff for Anime Boston, as a lot of people who follow this podcast know, and I used to work with the Convention Center for Layouts, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago that someone really brought this to our attention, and we had to start pushing it. Uh, another thing that convention staffs can do is make sure they're going through and inspecting their rooms ahead of time to um, before convent, uh, programming even starts, ideally early in the morning, the day the con opens, or if things are getting set up the day before, go through, check rooms beforehand. And if they're not making a space that can fit a wheelchair, bring it to the intention of the convention center staff so that things can get set up for that. It's Honestly, it doesn't take a lot of work, and if you're doing your room layouts properly, it's not that hard to fix out. And especially if you say to the kind of the convention center staff, Hey, this is fewer, these are fewer chairs that you need to set up. Yeah, it may cut down the number of seats um, in the panel room or in the video room or something like that. But you're getting people access to it, and I think it's something that's very important. I think accessibility at cons is going to be a challenge. We're going to see a lot more people addressing going on. And I think a lot of it really boils down to it's not, you know, not hostility. It's just things they didn't think about. Again, I'm, I'm really kind of surprised that 
you say this in your feedback to the convention every year, but don't give up. Keep keep bringing it up. Also, maybe mention it not just after the con, but you know, a couple weeks, before, you know, maybe a month or a couple weeks before the convention starts, letting them know that this is a concern because they can. This is something they can fix in advance. Um, during the middle of the con, it's a little hard, but again, say it after the convention. Say it leading up to the convention too, um, and just kind of keep at it. I think it's something that is definitely worth addressing because making sure everyone has access to the events they want to see, as long as they're getting line in time and stuff like that, I think is super important. So you have a really good point here, and I don't. I think it's something that you should definitely pay attention to and keep fighting for. And if you find another con that does do it well reach out to them, ask them how they did it, ask them if they have any suggestions for the convention that you go to so you can pass that on to them because sometimes it's really helpful to not just come to uh, feedback with kind of an issue but saying, hey, this is how one convention has fixed this uh, problem. So definitely go for it. I think you've got everything... Uh, that you can, and do, please, you know, keep us posted on how it goes. Uh, I'd love to find out more ways that we can help uh, people address this issue. Um, and now it's going <laughs> to, after that uh, long rant, uh, let's take a look at the fan conventions that are coming up through April 2018, as found on fancons.com. Next week, uh, Patrick is going to report from Galfrey One, a Doctor Who convention. I'm going to, uh, and then a week after that, I'm going to be talking about how to do uh, write a better panel description if you're applying to be a panel, and also I'll include how to write a better panel title. And we've got a lot of other things in the works, so definitely stay tuned to uh, Anime Cons TV. And don't forget that we love hearing from you, our viewers. We got a lot of great feedback and comments this month. But we want to hear from you before our March feedback episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment uh, on our videos. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe us. As we said, we'd love to hit uh, 
a thousand natural subscribers. We just passed 930. So we have less than 70 more until we hit that 1000 mark. Um, and even if you don't normally watch us on YouTube, don't forget to drop by and give us another subscription to help us get to that mark. Uh, you also get email notifications about when new episodes come up. Come up. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. We're at 762-ADEQUATE. That's 762-233-7828. And of course we have email, which is podcast at animecons.tv. And help us get the word out and tell your friends about us. Again, we'd love to have finally hit 1,000 subscribers. New episodes are posted every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern or noon Pacific. We post them on Facebook and on Twitter, so all you have to do is share those links and to, sh to or share our YouTube video. You can also subscribe and get new episodes every Monday. Search AnimeCons TV on YouTube, or so sub subscribe to us at, at iTunes at iTunes.AnimeCons.TV, or watch on our site AnimeCons.TV. Uh, or get the AnimeCons TV app for your Apple TV in the App Store and watch episodes as well as full costume contests in our extras feed. Uh, don't forget that you can follow me per on Twitter. I'm at Nigoki, that's N-I-G-O-K-I. Occasionally I also post things to uh, an account where I kind of react to different anime I'm watching or even some other things. Um, that's just at Nigoki Watches. But yeah, that's all we've got the time for this month. Look forward to hearing from you guys next time. I'm Doug Wilder, and we'll see you guys soon.